The Burning Maze, Chapter 41. Meg sings, it's over. Everybody just go home. We are so roasted. Meg struck first. With quick, sure moves, she severed the chains that bound the Sybil, then glared at Medea as if- Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Eva, how are we this week? I know it's late, so I'm going to try to keep the energy up. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I'm uh, sleepy, but, but, but I loved these chapters. I know, me too. These chapters are so good. I'm chilling. I, I, well, more literally than I would like to be, as it is absolutely unbelievably cold here in Chicago. Um, like I'm talking negative degrees, which is something oh. that I, I, I know. And that's something that I have never experienced before. Um, oh, cause you it, live, live not in the South, but, but much further South than I grew up in which we the got shallow like, South technically. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Um, learning how to deal with that as an anemic girl, um, is interesting because I'm already cold all the time and now I get to be cold all the time wherever I go and in my home and you know it's cool um yeah. but I'm I'm kind of chilling I'm I'm in a show very exciting stuff um and I'm just uh applying to stuff and going to the gym and going to rehearsal and work and all the all the normal things and trying to deal with the cold but in general i'm doing pretty well yeah how about you neve good i'm good um i am doing so much but it's all good things i feel like i say that every week but it's good just things, so true. good things it's this like truly like going in starting in 2024 i added like two enormous things to my already like pretty busy schedule of two jobs um two and a half because I do some freelance stuff too so I added and podcast and then I added a show and an acting class on top of that um but both are going well and both are what I want to be doing it's just now I'm like oh my god I can't believe um how I like have like 12 hour days of like leaving my house at 9 a.m and not getting back till 9 p.m like it's really crazy um and I haven't had that since college. So it's like crazy to be back to that vibe. Because even when I worked a double at work, like I was just there all day. You know? Yeah, you're it, just one place. For- it wasn't yeah, like transit makes it so different. Yeah, to just like be at work all day. But now to be like constantly moving. Also, I made it through today um, on the ice skating rink of Philadelphia. It was crazy. Because it all, it was like, it was very clear who decided this morning to like be a good person and be like, I'm going to shovel my sidewalk because like, it's literally all like, there's so many just like residential sidewalks that like, it's you, like the people who live in the apartment or the, the house's job to like si- shovel their sidewalk. So it doesn't. Thank all God us. someone shovel. I heard someone at like 5am <laughs> shoveling our, our sidewalk. And I, thank you. I said a, a thank you to the gods. Because the sidewalk that's like going along the other side of our building and all the way from yeah, where everywhere else on ice skating rink. Literally. I cannot believe my tailbone is in one piece at the end of this day. Cause I was trapped. I was moving around so much. All the sidewalks were covered in ice. Um, but it was, it was okay. <laughs> I lived, <laughs> made it through. Um, and I'm doing good. 
I am happy to be tired because it's doing, it's from doing what I want to do. It's really crazy. Like how fast things have changed, you know? Yeah. But in a good way, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm still on, on my consistent grind. Um, I, I, I be doing work. I be doing my other work and my other work. <laughs> um, <laughs> and isn't that just how it And goes? then I, I be working on, uh, two, two other writing projects. Um, uh, and on top of that, I am like reading a lot more than I, I used to be. Me too. Um, find me on Goodreads. I'm having such- Me too, me too, me too. Find me on Goodreads. I, I would, your We'll post all of our Goodreads on Instagram and you can find and follow us and we'll follow back. And I just want to like see what all of our our pod friends are reading. And I'm having the time of my life on that app. So please. Also, with love, if any of you judge me, I'm doing a Warrior Cats reread right now, okay? (laughs) That's a disclaimer before you go and look at my Goodreads and see three Warrior Cats (laughs) I like, promise just I to get read, ahead of it. <laughs> I just to get ahead. I promise I also read like other literature. I'm just in the midst of rereading literally six books in a row. So fair. Moving on. <laughs> other than that, I, I'm doing pretty well. Um yeah, I, I like I said, I'm reading. I'm I'm trying, I'm trying a thing, and I'm gonna try to do reviews of, of the books I read on TikTok. To like hold myself. That's so fun. I know. I just really need to do something else to hold myself accountable besides Goodreads. And I have a lot of thoughts and like. You do. I'm not always reading the same books as my friends, but if I just put it out into the internet, other people who may have read these books may approach with thoughts. Also, book talk for the most part is, I I have only ever seen positive content. Yeah, book talk. And I want to break in. Like I want, I want to. They all hate Colleen Hoover. Love them for that. So funny. Any, any. I haven't never read a single page of a Colleen Hoover book. Me neither. Anytime I see a someone on book talk be like, "Let me explain to you why this book sucks." I'm sat. I'm there. (laughs) Tell me about it. Like I want to hear. It is so much more generally like supportive than film talk. Oh my god, yeah. Which is a hellscape. And uh, uh, the direction that Percy Jackson TikTok is going is... Can we talk about it on this episode too? We we already talked about this a little bit on on the... In the review of the TV show. Because a lot of Uh, the the TV show changes that have been brought to the fandom um, have really taken root in the past, like two weeks I think we're like far enough in that like people are really yeah feel like like they're a part now like that joined on for the tv show and then we we welcome everyone we're so excited to have you here be nice be nice Uh, that okay yes those people are kind of like people who are openly rude about the things that we're all supposed to love um are why I've tried to get off of Percy Jackson TikTok recently. Yeah. Um, and I've, frankly, I've succeeded, but God, at what cost, you know, like, I wish I could still see the content. I just am not here for the haters. I agree. It is, it is sad. I, I think historically, and I think a lot of our listeners and the community that, that we've curated um, with this podcast and with like the friends we made through this podcast have been very supportive 
and like a very like a community that doesn't always agree but like has kind discussion around exactly yeah um i'm seeing what happens to all fandoms eventually happen to the Percy Jackson fandom. And I think part of this is, is because it's primarily been a book fandom. And I think film and TV fandoms are because it is a, they're broader, they're more accessible to more people. They are more violent. They're so (laughs) aggressive. Oh my God, it kills. And it's just really crazy. I don't know. It's, People are so much faster to share the the craziest of takes these days. It is, it is also a these days thing. It really I, is. As you said on the other episode, guess what? You're going to hear it again if you've listened to both. I log on every day and I think I'm so old. In like specifically Percy Jackson. Because it it just helps so much to have context. Okay. I, I feel old generally all the time on the internet, but I think that specifically... Oh no, she's Jackson, 22. I know. <laughs> Ancient. I'm 23. Not yet. You know, Elder. like... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, um, almost. But like, I feel so old specifically when it comes to Percy Jackson, just because I feel like I have so much more understanding having followed the book since their original release into this world of like, like the the big hot topic is the the comment that was like Persebeth is uh, uh Persebeth is MLM erasure, MLM erasure. Joke. That's really Joke. not that this message is going to get with this podcast to anyone who needs to hear it but like tell your friends <laughs> if you interact with someone who's just getting into the series that like you need to understand that it was 2006 when these books were written and that is not an excuse for Rick to have not made them an incredible like as diverse as like he could have and probably should have but so much of what Rick has done with the diversity within the Percy Jackson, like, um, chronicles, like, all throughout the, the other series has been, like, kind of retconning what he did in the original five books. And, like, when right. he writes Nico, who is, like, one of the, the subjects of this comment, um, when he writes 10-year-old Nico coming out of the Lotus Hotel, he did not at all think... I, I like I, I I'm not in this no, man's head, but like but I'm pretty confident that he did not think, oh, I'm gonna make this a gay character. See, he, but, ha- he had no plan, but like then he did, and that's what's really cool about Rick is that he was so willing to listen to his audience and like right. make changes when he started the Heroes of Olympus series to make this so much more inclusive of a of a story, and that's really cool. Yeah, and that's why this is so frustrating because this is an author who did take the time to update his work and not pull it. Like, Dumbledore was gay the whole time. Yeah, like, right. Actually, right. Rick, I have a lot of respect for as an author because he really puts his his pen where his mouth is. He, he has not always been perfect, especially with representation. He's he stepped in a couple times, especially, like, with Nico, with Piper. Um, but he's always addressed it. He's listened to people's concerns, and he does his best to fix it. Yeah. Saying that, like, because your head canon, your ship um, isn't canon, that they're erasing queer characters, um, especially when it's in order to put down a character that is now played by a Black woman, that is that is weaponizing queerness um, and in a racist way. And we, we there's no space for you in our community, frankly. 
Like yeah, that feels harsh to say, but like it is true. Like no, it's true. It's 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 like if you are going to weaponize your own identity, like you're not only making that choice for yourself, you are speaking for other queer people when you do that. And like we didn't all consent, <laughs> you know, to to you being a little dick, you know. Like, and, and also, like from from just like a a, a a monkey brain perspective, like have have we not been tracking Persebeth since day fucking one? Exactly. It's always existed. What are we doing? Frankly, as far as I'm concerned, as far as many people in this community are concerned, this is a romance book. Yeah. But oh, yeah. between person, yeah. like this is just a different story. And if your head canon is you like per Nico, I also don't really respect that because of the age gap is is creepy and weird um and it's not homophobic to say that i'm queer yeah literally (laughs) um but like anyone's headcanons are valid how you receive art is up to you art is so personal storytelling is so personal 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 for who tells it and it's personal who for people who receive it but you cannot get mad at a story for being a different story than you want it to be. Exactly. Read a different book. Read yeah. another book in the Percy Jackson community. Yeah. There, Nico has his own book now. Trials yeah. of Apollo. Read this Trials of Apollo. Chaotic bisexual man. <laughs> I see myself there. That's something that I, I loved and I saw myself in other ways in the Percy Jackson books. But I'm really loving reading Trials of Apollo because I really see myself in Apollo and I feel represented by that character. And not just because he's bi, but like because he's a little shit. (laughs) And I'm also a little shit. Um, And he's not competent, but thinks he is. And I, I, but he's competent in some ways. And that sums up. No, he he is a little shit for sure. Um, I think that people are just overall like, like you need to understand getting into this series that like you really start at like at point a like you really start at the beginning of like rick learning like oh maybe i should start writing in a more inclusive way and like that is just where you're that's where the books are at and you need to take them for what they are and like what you can get out of them if you don't like that okay i'm sorry and on top i really like i like the original books a lot if you if you don't that's cool too like i don't mind but like i feel like people are also so like uh it's so interesting because normally you see people who have been who have liked something for a really long time get like nasty and defensive when new people like it mm-hmm. especially with like a tv show like this and like i've seen my fair share like i once saw a tweet that was like i don't think annabeth's talking about architecture enough in this series i was like girl oh you- my god i'm sick but like there's definitely that always but i feel like i've seen a lot of the 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 particularly like mean things coming from people who are just the newbies and i think that's such an interesting shift to see on a in a in a fandom i blame kids these days <laughs> Kids, like, oh my god we're gonna get comments old grumpy podcasters talk about how the good old days weren't like i know this. but it's, it's like i'm trying so hard not to be gatekeepy and i don't want to yeah. um i want everyone to 
read these stories and to to be part of this world that I love so much. We started a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> it going because we wanted to share it. Long. Because we wanted to revisit these books that meant a lot to us as kids. Yeah. And I'm so excited that people younger than us are having that experience themselves now. Yeah. I just need these people to also understand that you're not getting in at the ground level. There are not hundreds of books, but there, there like are like Might as well be. 50 books in the Riordan verse. Like this is there is such deep lore in history here that like it takes time to dive into. We're not even fully in there yet. Like I guarantee you anyone who listens to this podcast is probably more well versed. <laughs> exactly. Like what? it's been four years, but like for us to even get this far. Right. And like we try our best. We don't always do our best, but we try our best to talk from an informed and like thought out position. Right. And I just invite that that new fans try to take some time to look at the opinions that they're proliferating and like defending to a vicious extent. I agree. And also just a tidbit we we also don't claim to know everything at all yeah you know what i mean and that's that's a very important thing is like when when you're first especially especially first diving into a new fandom or a new community it's so important to listen to people who perhaps have a little more knowledge than you because there are definitely nuances there that are important to learn in terms of respecting the other members of the community yeah, yeah. It's like this this just is an already established community with established established scaffolding, established history. And just know that you're coming into a space that you're being welcomed into. Right. Don't bite the hand that's feeding you. Don't spit in the face of people who do want to welcome you. We're excited to have you here. And this is also like I don't even know who we're talking to because it's it's definitely not our listeners. It's not our listeners. Rock, Um, you guys are all perfect, and you all rock. (laughs) Yeah, our little angels, and we love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk uh, talk about uh, Trials of Apollo. We probably should, right? Uh, Ava, are you ready to to give us a little summary? Summary, (laughs) I guess. All right, I'm filling up the timer. Go. Okay, so essentially, um, it's it's they're fighting and they're fighting Medea, and it's big and it's huge. And um, uh, Herophily is there as well, and she's trying to give guidance. But sometimes it's like she she can't always you know string full sentences together. A bunch of the Pandos like get killed, and Medea's like, "Don't you feel so bad?" And then kind of while she's saying that, she gets literally stabbed physically in the back, and we're like, "Who did that?" And then next chapter, it's Piper. That's awesome. Um, and they they figure out a bunch of like prophecy shit, and then um, and then a bunch of dryads come and they're like, "Hail the Meg! Hail the Meg!" And because it turns out they're obsessed with Meg's dad, but also Meg's mom, so they're like obsessed with Meg. And, um, oh my God. And then they're like, the prophecy is true and you've done it. Yay. You did it. (laughs) I didn't quite get as far as I wanted because I wanted to talk about Apollo and Helios, but that's okay. Yeah. Apollo and Helios happens. (laughs) Frankly, that's, that's, oh my God. What a great fucking conversation they have. It was fantastic. I really loved it. Um, and inspired 
that conversation inspired kind of the theme this week that I realized I didn't actually do my welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because we we got so off topic already. Yeah. But welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. This week, we are discussing the trials of Apollo, the burning maze, chapters 41 through 44, through the theme of selfhood, which I guess you do already know if you clicked on this episode because it is the show of the episode. But, you know, <laughs> to just, recap. if your Spotify was an autoplay, here that happens. Right. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. You don't always know what's coming up next. Exactly. Um, yeah. So now that we've done things out of order, I'm very thrown off. But what are her songs? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, Mine is called Lone Star, and it's by the Front Bottoms. You may know it from the, the TikTok clip <laughs> that went by. Oh, this must have been years ago at this point. But it's the like... Um, Back when it was musically. <laughs> no, that long. Um, I, I can't play it because that's a copyright violation. But it, the main part of the chorus is... Um, Can you sing it? I suppose I could sing it. Um it's the, she looks me dead in the eyes and says, hey, Brian, if you still believe in the Lord above, get on your hands and me. Oh, maybe I do know this song, actually. And you know, I don't think I do, but I did want to hear you sing it. Hate <laughs> uh, you. Um, it's a good song. And I think, I don't know why this, like, turmoil that Apollo was going through, which was, like, also grotesque, but we'll talk about it in a second. Um... Really, I was like, I have to pick a front ball song. <laughs> Just like, I'm like Midwestern emo, modern baseball, like upsetting acoustic song. I was like, this is what needs to be for this set of chapters. Um, and I think that chorus kind of says all you need to know about the song. It's a very like um, desperate, like last chance sort of song. And I felt like that was the vibe of the beginning of these chapters. And then it changes, but I just wanted to focusing on one specific energy nice thank you my song is uh off the spider-verse soundtrack um which it both spider-verse movies have maybe the best uh compilation soundtracks that i know except maybe the minions too (laughs) (laughs) also that movie are great you are, usually are okay, but also I will say Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I do own the Guardians of the Galaxy vinyl. I know you do. I've seen it. <laughs> um, but anyways, the song is "What's Up Danger" by Blackway and Black Caviar. Um, I just picked a badass fucking song for like stab Medea, and then like to like start as like she oh my god yeah. um i'm like i was fangirling like in the gym listening to this like <laughs> squealing it's she when she's like oh she stabs her in the back and puts her hand on her shoulder and then pulls the knife out i was like this is the best moment of my <laughs> life ever i am loving this so fucking much that's my girl that's my girl yeah. What's up, danger? <laughs> what, please? April, oh. what's your song? <laughs> oh, um, I was about to be like, me if you go. You've already gone. Uh, I was choosing between many. 
And let me just give you my honorable mentions before I do my real one. Um, my honorable, <laughs> my honorable mentions were murder on the dance floor, um, which we have heard in Saltburn. That's actually like a really good choice. <laughs> no, it's a Saltburn great- is very Apollo coded. No, it, yes, very Apollo coded. And also like it would play during this scene, but at the same time, I feel like I can use it maybe later, like maybe like. And I feel I feel like there is a moment for it down the line. I yeah. agree. I agree. So I'm saving it. But had to had to let everyone know that I thought about it. I also think that Alien Superstar by Beyonce would also be a great fight soundtrack for this. Um, but instead, I have cho- <laughs> it's not serious. I've chosen um, Sexy Villain by Remy Wolf. Because, period, because, first of all, banger, let's talk about it. But also because let's give a little bit of credit to Medea. And I don't, I don't know if she's sexy. I don't know her like that. But I, I, I feel like she is. She probably is, right? But that's not even why. It's just like, let's give a little credit to her and, and, and realize that we know that she's being a little fucked over by this narrative, you know? Yeah, yeah. She, she... I'm so glad that she got the villainous arc she deserved because go back and listen to the Medea episode of The Lost Hero. We are mad. Came on that track mad as hell. <laughs> um, but she is still villainized in a way that... Constantly. Did she kill her children? Maybe. Was it for a good reason? I think so. Um <laughs> It's also no, like, my like, like a conversation. She killed her children because they, her children were going to be killed no matter. They're going to die anyway. Yes. It's, so she was said, if they're going to die, she wants it to be by my hands. Right. It's also like, I, like that is a terrible thing. But I will. But like the conversation is so much more nuanced than people are making it a yeah. lot of the time, and it's also so easy to fucking blame a woman. Like you know what I mean. It is like, like I'm okay sometimes. Like, let's talk about how shit garbage Poseidon is. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. No, murder is not okay. But if murder was going to happen no matter what, wouldn't you want to be the one to do it? He <laughs> <laughs> had it coming. Oh. Incredible like, dialogue. I don't. <laughs> So we're like I we're also not communicating our point super well, but we have communicated very articulately before. Yeah. Yeah. We're just I mean, like we're just on one kind of this episode already. We really are. And that, I'm talking about the what's happening right now in the in the fans. The moments in the like, culture got us angry. I know, it got us angry. I think in this I, like I think that Medea is really well. I think it's really cool that she gets to be a villain that like I was reading this and I was like, girl, how in the fuck are they going to get out of this? Like there are some, you know, there's some villains that you read and you're like, they're going to figure this one out. And there's some that are like, this is going to be a little tougher. This one, I was like, there is no hope because Apollo's bursting. Yeah. <laughs> like there is no way they live through this. Um, and I think it was really cool to have, it was a good, like, referencing Piper being the one to like end this and end her after the fact that like both of them had these Jasons. I think it was a good like parallel. It you was. know what I mean? It, it, it really, I think 
put her in the minor villain hall of fame because she's not a major villain the major yeah. villains are chronos gia triumvirate but like frankly to be frank and honest the heroes of olympus full of flops none of those villains make their mark well no. i don't think they do i not can't really. i can't think of one i name- can't either no oh but i can't name them for sure but i will say um uh house of hades the the ghost guy he was fun oh he was just really bitter like he kind of no, reminded- oh pacify pacify was there oh pacify was fierce that's it but, but still they they they, they do not house belong in the hall of fame house of hades was the strong point for sure yeah um but i think that yeah yeah i think but, like her presence in this was really really cool because i think and i also like how we talk about like how they're not like the classic um percy jackson universe thing to do is to like outsmart their way in a situation that like they couldn't they can't really beat these things yeah. on like combat skills alone. And Piper but fucking Piper, stabbed her. <laughs> but Piper completely. And like there was like a longer like Grover let Piper know like, hey girl, this is we're gonna be where we are. But like that's not. <laughs> hey girl, hey. It wasn't like an outright invitation. Like she didn't have to do that. So it, it was definitely a cool moment to see a villain like truly taken down. Not because like they they were good with their words or like tr- pulled one over on them. Like. Piper was like, no, you're dead. And by someone who had such a personal relationship with, like, that's why Medea is up there with, like, uh, Atlas for me. And, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, good villain. Yeah. Like, some some of those, like, really good classic villains, Tantalus. um, Yes. First first series villains rocked the house. They are the Rocked the house. Ares? Ares. Guys, get excited for next week. Mr. Cyclops man, whose name oh, yeah. I can't remember, but he is one Cyclops. He is not multiple Cyclopes. True. Let's go. I I also I, I will say that like, throwback to our Sea of Monsters episodes. If, if you didn't listen to them, that was a reference mostly just for us. <laughs> yeah. For us and for my my high school mythology teacher who was on the pod that one time um, when we asked her. But um I remember that. that was so um, 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 I w- oh fuck! I had a point. I had a point. I had a point. Oh, I will say that if Medea is going to be a villain, I'm glad that they didn't make her whole thing that like she killed her kids. You know, it was yeah, that, like, that she's just like an incredibly powerful actress. Nary a mention of dead babies. No. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, good. Like, if you want a powerful sorceress that you can be like, oh let's make her evil because she's powerful sure like maybe she's the choice it's just the broader cultural narrative around her being demonized constantly like left a bad taste in my mouth like you know because i was like oh she's filling another villain role oh god like can we not read the room here but like it turns out that we can read the room we're just not exactly gonna do what the room wants but we're gonna we're gonna make do you know what i mean yeah and it's like and i can respect that yeah i can too Let's take a break and then we'll come back to talk about the theme of selfhood. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here 
and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, selfhood. Selfhood is the theme this week. Um, we already talked a lot about Medea, our girl, our god, our goddess, our queen, our dead woman. <laughs> um, and the woman who killed her, Icon. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. I want to talk about Meg. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about her. <laughs> because let's, let's talk about how Meg fucking mothered she like, mothered girl. harder than she even knew she could because <laughs> i think it's really interesting how little meg knew about herself before any of this started and like how much of herself had been written by other people and like had like specifically nero not public enemy number one um but like i feel like throughout this book she gets to find out so much of like who she like what came before her that I'm really excited for the next books in the series for her to like internalize that does that make sense yeah like, I think that like she's been so like she's, we, we she's learned pers- a lot of the the information yeah we know her personality is like blunt and like a little quiet and like more reserved and but you but you just never know how much of that is because she was raised by an awful tyrant murderer and like go die who would like flip out on the like any on a small like issue so now that she's removed from that situation for a while and now knows so much about like who she is and who like who she's connected to i'm excited to see like if anything comes of that like who she becomes outside of like like now that she knows a lot more about her history, you know, because these were like such cool little developments. The Meg. I love the decision Rick made at the beginning of this series to make these books from Apollo's point of view and not Meg's. And here's why Meg's arc is more interesting. However, it is more interesting because we don't get her interiority. Yeah. It is. Yeah so compelling to view Meg through Apollo's eyes. And because she is discovering all these things about herself, at the same time Apollo is 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 getting to know her, it puts us, the readers, in that position of getting to know her as a friend 
supporting her through this discovery of herself. And if we got it from her POV, it would it would put us in a very different position in this story in which we would would know things in a very different way and kind of know more than Meg knew. Um, especially because yeah. because Rick writes from this, this like third person omniscient. Um, yeah. And we also just have seen in so many books prior, I mean, obviously to a, a little smaller scale of what Meg's finding out because she's finding out some crazy shit and also had like a very different backstory. But like, we've seen Percy discover who he is in this way. We've seen Jason literally remember his entire personality. We've like, we've seen- And then so- die. And then die. <laughs> so many characters have the specific arc of like learning how they're connected to the world of these gods. Yeah. That it is cool to like see her from a different perspective and like learn as an outsider than like rather being in her own brain. Because it really is, we as readers know so much about this world already that it wouldn't be helpful to view the world from fresher eyes. Yeah, It's great that Apollo is in a position much more similar to the reader where he doesn't know everything, but he knows so much more than Percy did at the beginning of his books that any of the characters did at the beginning of Heroes of Olympus. It it also forces readers to reckon with, like, the idea of gods that we have, like, created... And, like, been taught almost over the course of, like, the first and second series. You know, it's, like, if it was kind of just, like, the Meg show in terms of narration, um, I would definitely be having a ball. However, I think it would be a lot easier for readers, me included, to be, like, serious black and white thinking about the positionality of the gods. Um and also, Apollo would just seem like a little bitch, I think. I agree. And, you know, he now is. we're inside his head. You get a lot more re- rationalization for it. Right. Exactly. So it's all the good choices and all the reasoning for it. Okay. And that's why I like it so much, because I'm in my own head, and I know I'm a little shit, but I know why. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think that that transitions us seamlessly <laughs> in, into Apollo and his relationship with selfhood um, in these chapters. Like we we go through moments in these chapters where Apollo like forgets who he is, and he has yeah. to refine himself again. And he finds himself in Lester when he's like, "I don't know who I am, but I I know." this mortal aspect of myself even better than the godly aspect and that's that's such a key turning i got very excited about this <laughs> um, that's such a key turning point for this series because that means that these three books have been him learning to be mortal learning to be lester and now he in this ceremony type scene where he kind of becomes the sun god once again he now gets to decide who apollo is he is lester 
who was Apollo going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Total agree. That was just so real. I don't even know how to follow it. Yeah, great wording. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I think that... I think that it was interesting that, like, to re-harness, like, his power and his identity that, like, prophecy came out. I think that was... Like, yes, it moved the plot along, but I think that it was, like, an interesting way to have him, like, tethered to himself Mm -hmm. was to, like, finish this prophecy that hadn't been able to be finished. I think that was an interesting, like, way to overall serve the plot of the whole, like, books over, like, because they are, like, harnessing and, like, tracking down these oracles and like it's kind of a good reminder of like why we're doing that honestly because mm-hmm. i feel like that's a pretty easy aspect of the plot to forget especially when there's like crazy things like caligula trying to become a god also happening you know yeah holy shit any other thoughts about about the happenings therein i would just like to say that i think if piper hadn't swooped in Medea had the power and they would have been toast. Oh yeah, it no, no, they, they they were it was over. They, was, they were dead. I was literally reading it on the train and I was like, this is over. Like, how are they getting out? No, of I was like, I like Miss Girl is the most powerful thing we've probably ever dealt with in this series. Like, and we dealt with the literal earth. Like somehow she seemed more powerful than Gia. It just it took <laughs> it just was matched the it matched in the stakes very well. Yeah. And frankly, Gia wasn't. No. So excited for us to get the Heroes of Olympus, the Disney Plus series, and for Rick to be able to rewrite those books. (laughs) Um, He has it in him. I I, I believe he does. Um, But yeah, I think that she, I was literally like, this is over. It was crazy. But good for Piper. Good for Piper. Selfhood on both counts. All right. What are our sass moments? I <laughs> I love the dryads. I think that was a, that was like the full a full like honk laugh. It was. it was, and I'll do it again. No, but they're they're so funny. Um, so I think it's in chapter forty four. Um, the deed is done. Announced their leader. Would the Meg like enchiladas now? <laughs> yeah, referring to her as the Meg was very funny. It like every time they said it made me laugh because yeah. all I could think of was the shark the movie. shark movie. Um, mine referring to the talking about the moment of Piper, Piper's badass moment. It was starting chapter forty three with "Then she died." That was such. I literally was like, "That was great." Whoa, because it was just at the end of forty two. I was like, "This is over." Like they're literally dead. Like there's no way that they win this. And to open with like "Then she died," I was like, "That's so funny." Yeah, it was wild. I. Again, again, this is a Melii quote. Um, the one on the far left spoke. We are the Melii. Are you the Meg? I blinked. I got the feeling they were looking for a yes, but as confused as I was, I, I was pretty sure I was not the Meg. Uh, also, because I couldn't choose just one. You are twice blessed daughter of two creators. We are at your service. Meg picked her nose. At my service, huh? 
<laughs> love. love love her stan i can't believe she annoyed me so much in those first couple chapters she yeah. was she was obnoxious when we met her but so was apollo both yeah, very unlikable protagonists obnoxious. yeah incredible writing that that got me to love them so much yeah yeah offerings i feel like mine's real clear i agree it's piper (laughs) yeah it was awesome fantastic i i i should not have screamed but it was fantastic no i agree i uh medea i mean she was gonna do it like she was gonna win and you have to respect a girl boss for winning yeah Yeah. well but she doesn't but she tried (laughs) it was a true surprise attack she was about to win um mine is for crest oh fair oh oh i i got (laughs) so damn sad it was honestly some of the most like very very gut-wrenching writing and like like we we are still recovering from Jason, or at least I am somehow, and I don't even like Jason, but somehow his death has truly affected me. Oh, um, yeah. But like this this death also felt it did not feel like incredibly sad to me when it happened. I was like upset, like oh, but like it was oh oh she died. She away. Uh, but it was more like hearing Apollo's monologue, like inner monologue about it was like more deeply upsetting. Like, Apollo had such tragic things to say about how he was, like, 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 um, trying to help him afterwards and then being, like, like, I promised him that I was going to teach him everything and then he, and now he's dead because of me and I have all these broken promises. I'm like, Apollo. Sobbing. Sobbing. Damn. Who are we voting off? I... I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want to vote off Herophily for not being as helpful as she could hey, be. She was she like, cannot speak yeah. any other way. I know, but like, she can't speak in any other way, but sometimes she just also wouldn't speak. <laughs> well, you I'm know? voting off Nero because we talked about him and he is the primo raging bitch that's so funny real i can't really think of anyone else who like did poorly i know i was uh, sorry herophily but i, the, I mean, that's we, why i want to work with this beat nero just deserves every vote off i he's just so rancid he's so nasty yeah also, shame on you mr nero you mrs nero or to all of them, them. Yeah, I'll go with Nero, but I do want to give a close second to, I have their names, one second, um, uh, Flutter and Decibel, because <laughs> they were, that's a stupid fucking name, both of you. Their names were so funny. Both of you have stupid names, so, but I'll because he's pretty terrible. Well, with that, that's all for this week. Woo! Join us next week where we'll be finishing The Burning Maze. So, and we're going to 
talk about <laughs> chapters 45 <laughs> through 47. Then that's the end. Yeah, I, I think I surprised her with that setup. You did. It's okay. We managed. Oh, that was so funny. Um, make sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. Um, and Goodreads, if that matters the most. Add us on that. But we're not on there as Return to Camp. No, we are not. We're no, on there we as ourselves. Names, but they will be linked at Return to Camp. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Goodbye. Bye.